Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. Look in your feed. What do you see? Wrestle Culture with Phil and me. We know your <laughs> anger. We know your dreams. We're here to talk wrestling. We're the cult of one culture, WW. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most shoehorned in thing you've ever done. Yeah. It's late on a Friday. I do apologize. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil Chambers from What Culture. And that's it. Because literally everyone else has decided they want a long bloody weekend. But we'll have a great God time. Goddamn bank holidays. Uh, to a review a very busy week in the world of wrestling. Um, and look back, of course, on SummerSlam too. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. But as I said, joined by Phil Chambers. I mean, it's lovely, just the two of us, Phil, mate. Uh, unfortunately, we're not in the we're not in the the new office today, so no soundboards. We're saving that treat for maybe the go home <laughs> show for all out or something. Um, but yes, I genuinely can't believe it's only a week ago that me, you, and Cleary were sat there going, "Do you think CM Punk's going to debut tonight?" We've had <laughs> it feels like a month's past. We've had obviously a very busy weekend with with, with Rampage and Punk's debut. Then we had SummerSlam. Then we had Takeover. It just doesn't stop, does it? I'm not complaining. It is a fantastic time yeah. to be a wrestling fan, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. Like just this weekend, we've had three pay per views, and that's when you don't even think about Rampage and Punk debut and SmackDown and Raw as well is also a thing. <laughs> uh, it's been an insanely busy weekend for wrestling. Um, but yeah, it's like there's more options than ever before. Who knew? Like three pay per views uh, on one weekend and like two different companies from it uh, huge things happening in AEW it's literally everywhere wherever you want wrestling to get it from it's everywhere and it's all pretty pretty good well most of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it, i think this weekend will mainly be me having a bit of a lie down because of what's happened this week and the fact next weekend is of course all out and phil cm punk is stepping back into the ring to face darby allen we thought this day would never come Yeah, this is absolutely crazy. Like we, like we're speculating about what the actual debut would be and things on Rampage, and I think they pulled that off spectacularly just by, well, not really doing anything, just chucking him out there and letting him do whatever he wants. That's pretty much how, how they handled that. Like, you go out there, go as long as you want. We'll figure out the rest of the show later. Fine, that was the perfect way of doing it. But now, actually stepping back into the ring with seven years of ring rust on him, I'm going to be very interested to see how this plays out. I also really, really doubt it's going to be anything but spectacular because I doubt Punk's going to come back. You've got Darby Allen is going to sell his ass off for him. I think this is going to be really good fun. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> judging by the numbers that came out on Monday, turns out CM Punk is a needle mover. Who knew? Quite a large needle mover as well there, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, it just... Not only for 
uh, Rampage was for Dynamite. So I think Dynamite did like certainly did over a million again this week. Um, yeah, didn't, it was best show since their debut or something, wasn't it? And Punk wasn't even the highest rated segment on the show. <laughs> like he brought eyes to other people. Yeah, wild. Shame it was a bit of a rubbish Dynamite, but still, regardless, CM Punk. Yeah, you'd is- think having Punk back, you'd kind of go all out for that episode of Dynamite. It's like you've got all this hype coming out of Rampage. Everyone bloody loved it. It's like Punk's back, his first appearance on Dynamite. Oh, just yeah, whatever. Phone it in, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, we, you and I both know you were, were were lucky enough to edit the news this morning. The real reason, because that show would have done two million had we had what was going to happen there actually go down, of course. And it's all bloody Edge's fault. Did all the brood stuff on SmackDown and the collection <laughs> of Thomas um, and it ruined everything because Gangrel almost appeared in AEW. How good would that have been? That would have been absolutely amazing. Fanging and banging all the way down that rampway. Would love to see everybody's favourite vampire back and in uh, AEW Dynamite doing whatever it will have been between Kenny Omega and Christian. Oh, it would have been amazing just having Gangrel back on national television again. Would, he, he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one who watched that awesome SummerSlam entrance from Edge and went... I was just like, uh... <laughs> Bollocks. Oh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Get a call here from Tony Khan. You're right, Tone. Yeah, no, bad idea. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, so yeah, yeah oh, I get it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, uh, I was so gutted hearing that news because, like you said, I mean, I get 100% where they're coming from. If they'd have brought Gang yeah, out, totally. made complete sense to have him, you know, come out and maybe Don Callis does some line akin to what he did on Dynamite where he says, oh, look, it's the second best member of the brood after Edge. And then you yeah. go, oh, Christian, you're crap, basically. But, oh, come on. We need more retro stars in wrestling, but not to come back and bury younger talent. You just do spot. Like, every time I see, because I follow him, of course, on Twitter, and I've no doubt you do too, Phil. Every time I see a tweet from Scotty Too Hotty, especially when he retweets <laughs> people who are like, oh, remember the two cool legends? I'm like, just give me one. I don't want. I don't want a tag team title run. I don't necessarily even want a match. I just want yeah, the just the dance will be fine. I just want the music to hit at the rumble. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, one time, come out with the hat and the glasses and the stupid little walk that he does. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be brilliant. Nostalgia works. It, like it's been proven throughout history. Nostalgia works in this stuff, but just not the way that WWE tend to do it, where they just, hey, look, it's the NWO back. Which are our, which are our fun favorite tag teams at the minute? Let's squash them. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You're percent spot on, especially because Raw this week was, it was fine. It was, uh, I, I, there were some good bits actually. As I tell a lot, some good bits like RK Bros Championship celebration stuff was good, and you know Damian Priest is just uh, it's Teflon to bad booking apparently, <laughs> and it did like a two million I think over two yeah. million viewers madness, and Goldberg wasn't even on it. I was like, where's Goldberg? Oh, what's he gonna do to Bobby Lashley for attacking his son? Well, he's going to wait, wait till Saudi Arabia by the looks of things. <laughs> hey, we've, at least we've got SmackDown like, to look forward to tonight. We've oh. got, there's, there's so much to tie up on SmackDown and to follow through. And we've got Becky and Brock both on SmackDown. This is like probably one of the most hyped SmackDown episodes of the year. This is gotta, this, they've got to pull something out for this one. It is, it is very rare that I go, you know what? I think USA Network have got a point here. But I do kind of agree with them going, wait, you've brought back Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch, who were both ostensibly raw talents for large parts of their, you know, previous run. Yeah. Uh, until they moved both over. Yeah, until they moved SmackDown to, you know, the big show on Fox and went, can we have Brock to squash Kofi, please? Um, <laughs> but yeah, putting that to one side, uh, I can see them going... Why are they getting all the good stuff? What have we got? Ah, don't worry, you've got Goldberg. He's not here anymore. Ah, you've got uh, Lily. Um, it, it's <laughs> astonishing, the, 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 the array of talent. I mean, and Sid were, were previewing SmackDown today, and I was like, honestly, you actively have to try hard now to screw up between now and arguably the Royal Rumble. Yeah. All you need to do in the women's title picture Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, 
Sasha Banks. Like, how yeah. do you mess that up? It's, it's impossible. Um, but talk, hey, talk they'll still it. try. They'll still oh, try. No they, they, they'll try. They tried their best to mess up Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. So it's like, well, this uh, is not the, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Well, both of them, really. Yeah. This is the thing. Obviously, uh, you may have seen the reports this week that Becky Lynch has actively asked yeah. to be a heel on SmackDown. And I've no doubt the manner of her victory on Saturday seemed to, to aid that somewhat, although more people were pissed off with WWE than with Becky Lynch. But you and I both said on the stream, and Andy, to be fair, um, they've got to tonight. Like, they've got till tonight to, to make this right in terms of, I'm not saying, you know, they have to put the title back on Bianca or whatever, but utilise this rather than just making it a transparent, Becky's back and we've put the title on her sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. They need to somehow do this to elevate Bianca Belair. How they do it exactly, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> it wasn't the best ending to her reign, um, which wasn't the best. Like, she somehow managed to get over in spite of everything that WWE were throwing at her. Like, she just but, uh, came out and kind of, she's just so bloody likable that it kind of worked no matter what they were doing on TV with Bianca Belair for quite a long time. And then, yeah, and then they end it with this. I don't know. But this, like, the Becky thing, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if WWE were just like, uh, Becky, can you just tell someone that you wanted to come back as a heel and try and <laughs> even this out a little bit? Like, iron this over? Because it just seems mental. Why? I don't understand why you would agree to... They've, they've done this before with, like, big returns. It kind of worked for Seth Rollins, I guess, because he just fits more in that heel role. Mm. But, like, Becky, after being away for so long and after, like, the women's division, like, it felt... Like it missed her. Like she was a big gap in that women's division, a big hole there that she needed to fill. And then she comes back and it's like, yeah, support of Becky. She's been off. She's had her kid. It's like, it's all goodwill, throwing goodwill everywhere. And then to immediately try and get rid of all of that, it just seems absolutely mental to me. I don't know why they wouldn't just at least run with it for a few months and turn her around the Royal Rumble or something like that if she wanted to be healed. Like at least get that first initial baby face run out of the way. Yeah. I mean, you have to say, in recapping SummerSlam tonight, Becky's back, but she did kind of mug off Bianca Belair, roughed her a handshake, punching it. Like, the story's there. It's not like she came back and they had a bit of a grapple and then she just immediately hit a finisher. She did cheat. She did cheat. Yeah. There is a story to be told there. And uh, me and Sidge were, were talking about, you know, the way they sort of plotted Becky as a baby face following WrestleMania 35 and we kind of dropped the ball a little bit, if we're honest. And I was thinking just then, I actually wouldn't mind now a, a team of Becky Lynch and her other half, Seth Rollins, because <laughs> them obnoxiously holding championships. I don't know what Seth would hold, the Intercontinental maybe? Uh, remind me to talk about the Intercontinental Champion or maybe the person associated with the Intercontinental Champion in a second, please, Phil. But... Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe them being unbearable heels might actually might actually do some stuff. But yeah, fascinating to see how they they factor that in with Bianca and when Sasha comes back because Sasha's like, well, hang on, I should have been in this. What's all this about? And you know, Bianca Bianca Belair, we were suggesting initially she could be the one to turn heel and she'll remain babyface. But now you've got potentially a a tweener in Sasha Banks who's like, hang on, you've outhealed me here. This is bollocks. But. <laughs> Wait and see how that yeah, one plays out. More important. It'll definitely be interesting. I think going, just going back to your point about like Becky Lynch and WrestleMania 35 and stuff, I think, like, I don't know whether this was the actual plan back then, but like her babyface run seemed to be like, oh, like her becoming the man, like her own confidence and cockiness has kind of gotten the best of her. And it was like a, almost a slow, natural turn. If yeah. you were, I don't know whether they were just booking her wrong and it came across <laughs> like that. But like with the monster truck and stuff, when she came out with the, like the big wagon and like the, the man written across the side of it and stuff. Like, it felt like she was building towards a heel turn at some point. And then obviously the baby came and all pans were out the window from that. But like, so maybe it's just a continuation of that, but it's still, there's been a lot of time between those two things. You can't just pick up where you left off. So what you're saying is it's almost like she should have dropped the title to Shayna Baszler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Right. More fascinating, <laughs> arguably, than all that is Babyface Brock. Hey, with his little ponytail. With Paul Heyman on a pole, presumably, going forward <laughs> in this feud between him and Roman Reigns. I am tempted to stay up tonight just to see 
what the hell goes on when Brock comes back and Paul and you did at SummerSlam goes, no, 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 I can't deal with this. My two boys fighting. Yeah, I love this one. This has been one that's kind of been fantasy booked ever since Roman Reigns came back on this run with Paul Heyman. It's like in everyone's mind, I think, well, Brock's going to come back at some point and then this is going to be amazing because it's like it's almost you can't fail with this you've got Roman Reigns on the run of his life at the very very tippy top of this company at the minute and also with seemingly a lot of creative control over what he's doing and the quality of the storylines that he's been pushing forwards and then you've got Paul Heyman in there creative genius um, that he is and then you throw Brock Lesnar into the mix and just the sort of superstar aura of him and the fact that he's now face which is a way that we've not seen Brock Lesnar in a very very long time and you put all those three things together you surely can't lose with this this just writes itself and like you've got the what the allegiance of Paul Heyman that it's going to be all over uh, I, I love this so much I'm just ready to see this play out and I'm very intrigued as to when this first match is going to be, if they're going to do it at Extreme Rules and just go straight in with some kind of crazy stipulation, or are they going to try and hold it off a little bit? I don't, I don't quite know. It's just the sort of SummerSlam time frame of this. Like, it's not leading towards a big pay-per-view or anything. I wonder if we, if we get a, a few match run out of this. And where does Finn Balor fit into all of this? Yeah, I've got to <laughs> Finn. Yeah. We, I think we were all anticipating, you know, a Brock return at some point and may... Maybe we thought one of Brock or Becky at SummerSlam after the Punk uh, debut in, in AEW, of course, but not both. Yeah. And now you're sat there going, because they were, what was the story? They were going to hold off on this till like WrestleMania in 2023 or something. And they went, yeah, Brock's here. He's got <laughs> a year that. and a half contract. He's got eight matches minimum or, or whatever it is that's going to be yeah. taking place on there. Wild, wild booking. Um, I mean, I, what I'd do probably is because you can't really have Brock on the show and not have him in and around the world title. But I also don't want to do six rematches with Roman and Brock. Is I'd probably have Brock versus Roman at Extreme Rules. I mean, Sid has probably got this one spot on. I think Andy said this as well to give them both credit. <laughs> He's going to squash Roman in Saudi Arabia in two minutes. <laughs> But if that doesn't happen, oh yeah, I forgot about the Saudi show. If that doesn't happen, or if the dates, I'm not sure exactly sure of the dates, if I'm honest. If that doesn't happen, I'd have Brock versus Roman at Extreme Rules, and either via shenanigans or weaponry or whatever, Roman retains, or Paul Heyman, maybe yeah. Paul Heyman helps, and Roman retains, and it's like, oh, bloody hell, wait till Brock gets his hands back on Roman. He's been drafted to Raw. Like, I love well, the idea of completely undercutting someone like that, of... Right, I'm back in the title picture. Now you've been drafted to Raw, mate. And then he just have, yeah. he just have the match with him and Bobby Lashley. And then maybe he can have Brock versus Roman again at Survivor Series, but no titles on the line. Well, yeah, my initial pitch, like quite a while ago now, for Brock Lesnar's return was to come back and face Bobby at SummerSlam. But on Raw, obviously, Brock wins at SummerSlam, carries the belt through to Survivor Series. And then you can do the Roman versus Brock thing because... You'd love to do the brand warfare at Survivor Series. They have to do it every bloody year, but at least that makes sense and you can build the storyline into that. But I really like the idea of him going into this, getting drafted away from the match that he really, really wants, going on a tear through war in anger from being drafted away from SmackDown. And then you've got, again, the natural build, amazingly a natural build to Survivor Series, which we never have ever these days. <laughs> Just thinking there, do you remember the, the SmackDown 6 back in the day? Yes. I've just thought, along with Roman, obviously, Roman's Roman's Roman. But you could have now, Phil, and I'm going to use this to get to my next point about someone you and I were just so happy with last Friday, arguably more so than Punk. You could have, (laughs) think about this, the six Bs of SmackDown, okay? Okay. Yeah. You've got Becky. Yeah. I haven't got, I haven't got Banks in there. So the seven Bs. Seven Bs. Of SmackDown. Biggie. Biggie. Becky. Yeah. Bianca. Yeah. Banks. See if I can remember all of them that I was going for here. Baron. That was the one yeah. of the main ones. Or maybe it was just six. Okay. And the best B of all. Boogs. Boogs. <laughs> oh. I was waiting for that. 
was so proud of him. So proud. <laughs> he was sensational on SmackDown last week. Absolutely loving it. Uh, as soon as they brought Boogs in. I mean, we got excited by Boogs just being in a bloody Old Spice commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone actually getting a prominent spot on weekly television and then finally a match. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Ever since that one moment in NXT that wasn't even televised and like set the world aflame with his um, stupid rocking out and then instantly made the entirety of the What Culture Office a massive fan of his. I think we've been waiting for this moment and he's finally there. And uh, loving every minute of it. It's fantastic. I think he should be the one to take the title off Roman Reigns, and I'm going to keep saying this. And by the way, I remember <laughs> oh, it was Seven Beasts. I forgot to mention Brock. That was kind of a major one. Hey, yeah, there you so, go. For those who are keeping notes, <laughs> quite a big one. <laughs> the Seven Bs of SmackDown. Big E, Baron Corbin, who I want to, I want to know more about this week than Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch, right? This Have you been story... following his little Twitter story? Oh, my yeah, God, Bill. Las it's Vegas a... trip. More of Ups a and downs. They booked half these matches at SummerSlam. It's all over this shop on Saturday night. <laughs> and yet, Baron Corbin's there. He's got no money. Then he's got a little bit of money. And then he's having a steak. And then he's in the presidential suite. And then he's got a new car. And then he's back in a cash-only mode. bloody pink Corvette or whatever it was. <laughs> he's in a cash-only... That's the one I saw anyway. He's in a cash-only motel. He has got a new shirt. But he, he does. He does. Out. He's got something out of this. Loving it. I hope they do some kind of recap on SmackDown and this isn't just him. Or, even if it is just him having fun on Twitter, it's still very much <laughs> enjoying it. And all credit to him. So Biggie, Baron Corbin, Becky Lynch, yeah. Bianca Belair, Banks, Brock, and the biggest one of all, Boots. But yeah, it does make sense that they decided all of a sudden to bring back Brock and Becky because, well, talk me through your experience. I know we've spoken about this, I think, on the stream on Saturday of the yeah. CM Punk return because emotional reaction. Obviously, there's the guy who was crying and, you know, people have reached out to him. I like the fact he's kept himself quite anonymous, although I've got a lot of time for that sort of thing. Um, and it just broke the internet. It's all everyone was talking about the entire weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by far the biggest talking point in wrestling, not just of the weekend, probably of the year, if not of the last like five years or something. Uh, I didn't watch it live because I work Saturdays, so I'm not putting myself through that. <laughs> uh, so I woke up in the morning and watched it before work. Uh, and I was ready to sort of watch through Rampage and like just wait until the end. I like purposely stayed away from Twitter and everything because I didn't want to like see anything i knew it was going to happen obviously uh but i didn't want to like see anything of it before i actually like experienced it as the tv show wanted me to experience it if that makes sense um so got it and then the moment the, the as they're running through the card at the beginning of the show and then it goes like it all goes silent and then you just hear that crowd come up with the cm punk chants and you're like this is happening straight mm. away isn't it and then it goes and the music hits and that crowd reaction oh my god i've literally watched this like 10 20 times i just like every time i see it on my twitter feed i'm like i need to watch this again because it's just get carried away with it you must have really appreciated as well that thing that they shared it was on the road to dynamite this yes. week. it was all over twitter about that production side of things and i i heaped praise on them i believe on the dynamite preview because i said yet again you know they deserve credit i, I said this at the time the commentators deserve credit for just shutting the hell up. And yeah. yes, there was still a fair bit of cuts. You watch that, there's still, you know, ready three, go three, ready four, go four. <clears throat> but it's yeah. not Kevin Dunn one cut every 0.5 of a second. And yeah. I just love the fact that one of the blokes goes, good sh like the irony of that being said in amongst all this madness. <laughs> oh, it's heartwarming, isn't it? You must be someone who's done that sort of thing. That must be really nice to see. Yeah, I absolutely love that they shared that. Um, it's as well like, like, yeah, there's loads and loads of cuts in there, but like it, each one is like impactful and like makes a difference to the whole scene, if that makes sense. And it was just the way when you see it all starting to come together and then you can see them in the production booth and it's like, they all like smiles on everyone's face and like something happens in the production booth where they're like, oh my God, we're actually creating something amazing here. And it's not just like the director obviously calling out all the shots and things. It's the places where he changes his mind that I like the most. Cause it's like, you'll ready, ready a camera and then like hold off a bit. And, and it's like, oh wait, no, like pulling on punk. And then like the cameraman goes into punk and then he changes his mind about where he's going next. Cause he's seeing moments happen in front of him and picking out certain spots that'll tell the story the best. 
uh, and that's the kind of stuff I love about that like live production environments are just insanely stressful <laughs> environments <laughs> but when something comes together like that it's just absolute magic and yeah a 20 minute sustained pop is just <laughs> absolutely incredible and the way punk handled it I think was perfect the way AEW handled it just by saying just go out there you do whatever it is that you need to do take as much time as you want we'll figure out the rest of the show later it was absolutely perfect and like I think beforehand as well when we were all thinking about he'd just come out at the end of Rampage and then tease something for Dynamite so glad they didn't do that yeah. and they just let this moment be the moment that it is and yeah it was so much the better for it even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we move on, uh, I do want to give a quick mention to the fact that tomorrow, myself and Michael Sidgwick, I mean, this could have been a, I could have gone through the entire roster. We're going to go through some dream matches for CM Punk in AEW. Apologies in advance if we don't mention your favourite wrestler. We tried to mention as many as possible, but that podcast <laughs> will be coming out tomorrow. Um, and then, of course, he teases. We didn't even mention Daniel Bryan in that dream matches. Yeah. Thing, just because I'm not going to say it until it's actually happened. But he teases that on Dynamite. <laughs> we all generally accept that it's probably going to be happening. Uh, of course, Phil, today, I believe, is the day that Adam Cole, baby, becomes a free agent. Yep. Do you think seeing that maybe swayed him somewhat? Because I know WWE, presumably, as they should, trying to throw every, everything at him to make him say, we've all known that he's not sticking around in NXT, but no doubt lots of last-minute meetings to say, sure you don't want to stick around? <laughs> let you do I... bitch. <laughs> if I was Adam Cole... I would be looking at two very distinct things. I'd be looking at, A, that CM Punk entrance. Like, there's no way he's going to get that kind of reaction on AEW. Obviously, it's not even close. Um, no offense to Adam Cole. He's absolutely brilliant, but yes. it's just not on the same level. Uh, but not just Punk's debut there. Like Everyone else who's moved across and just the amount of good words that they all have to say about AEW and the sort of the company and how Tony runs it and things I'd be looking at that and then I'd be looking at Karrion Cross. <laughs> and I think I know which one I choose <laughs> you uh you obviously don't work Mondays and yeah you you know you do ups and downs normally for for Raw when Miller does it but you've had a few days off this week yes did yes. you yeah so I take it you just glanced at Twitter and went they've done what <laughs> yep that was one where i saw the videos on twitter and i was like oh my god <laughs> what have they done they just they just can't stop <laughs> i just love the fact that we we did a news this week and uh and you know i know andy normally sends me the stories and the stuff that he's yeah. written up so this is what we're covering and uh one of them was like you know the reason for the the change i go like, okay let's see what this is and it's like <laughs> We don't want to just sell generic uh, bald wrestler in our action figures, so we're going to put him in <laughs> the knockoff Quang gear or whatever it was. Demolition <laughs> meat. 
Shredder. Oh, for f- I love how they're like, oh, yeah, well, we want everyone to like have a package. So like when you're selling it, you're selling it as a package and a product. And then you look back in, at him in NXT with Scar- <laughs> Scarlet and you're like, that's pretty good package. That's very sellable. Like those two as a package and that entrance and everything. Like that's, that's quite sellable, that. And then yeah. they're like, I oh, know, well, let's just bring him out to not, no fanfare on Raw and then chuck him in a Lord Tenzai mask and move on. Yeah, his, his gimmick could have been <laughs> undefeated monster with yeah. Scarlet with that engine. <laughs> and if you want to sell a gimmick with it, like instead of having him the bondage gear and the shredder mask, just <laughs> have him have that. I always forget what it's called. I want to say a timepiece. That's not right. What are they called? Egg timer. Big egg timer. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, mad. But you can't sell a generic bald guy wrestler. Austin, rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to get onto this week's uh, hashtag bloody good quiz. I'm sure some people are because they're thinking, wait a second, you do the quiz. It's only mm. Phil. Well, I am very intrigued by this. You've teased yeah. this on Slack earlier. <laughs> Before we get there, Phil, um, I just want to give a quick nod to, to TakeOver, which was really good this weekend. And I know a lot of people will have slept on it. Um, but I thought it was like the perfect conclusion to the million dollar championship storyline. He wins it and then they retire it again, basically on NXT this week. Fantastic. Raquel Gonzalez retains against Dakota Kai. Please, God, don't have Dakota Kai go 50-50 on the main roster. She should be a world champion within her first year on the main roster. Um, Kyle O'Reilly wins the Undisputed Era finale, understandably. I was yeah. <laughs> so furious with the crowd with that one, Phil. They chanted BS at the end of it. And I was like, what are you expecting, guys? <laughs> 25 minutes and he go 40. I know, yeah. He was so much better than what I anticipated because I was dreading it. And then like they got... A- we were saying that beforehand. It's like so excited. It's Adam Cole and Kyla Riley. It's two out of three falls. Love two out of three falls matches. Not only is it two out of three falls, it's three stages of hell. And then you're like, oh, but just please don't go 40 minutes. And then we got everything that we wanted. It didn't. <laughs> he literally, he rolls him off early or he doesn't, he sort of, you know, he pin, pins Cole. Cole wins, yeah. the, wins the street fight match. And then he submits Adam Cole with the move that Adam Cole's been susceptible to, and as his knee buggered because the chair's in the ring, and he does it with one fucking arm. He looks a badass. Oh, <laughs> boo, I didn't get a proper steel cage. Oh, piss off. Piss off. <laughs> and then Samoa Joe beats Karrion Cross in like 10 minutes. Great. Fantastic. Bleaty bus open as well. Wonderful. Can't complain with any of that. And let's not forget, I've neglected to mention, I've saved it till the end. Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. No pressure, lads. You got five stars last time. Go out there. NXT UK Championship. Not only do they put on a better match, they have a title switch. Ilya Dragunov looks like a just a, an incredible performer off the back of it. And they break Dave Meltzer's scale. <laughs> For the first time in WWE ever? Has think- he ever given a... Did Cole got to get six stars or have I just made that up in my head? Don't know. It at least got five. I can't remember if anything else has. But yeah, I mean, you go into a Walter Dragunov match. It's one of those, it's like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Like it's one match that you know exactly what it's going to be, but it kind of delivers every single goddamn time. <laughs> and it's, they're just two that can just gel with each other forever and ever and ever with so much history and story i don't even know what their in like full count is up to now if you go back to the like wxw and stuff like that but they've like go back and watch every single one of their matches from wxw like before they even got into wwe they are absolute bangers all the way through yeah it's just sensational five and a half stars the two and a half there we go match got deservedly so adam cole and Johnny Gargano yeah. to be the best stars ever in NXT, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it, 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 you know, if you haven't seen Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, watch it. Go and watch it. <laughs> I mean, me saying they beat the piss out of each other does not sell yeah, it enough. Does not, no. <laughs> there's a bit where you're like, okay, yeah, well, I've seen, I've seen what he does there. I've seen these chops and stuff. And then there's a bit where he just goes, come here, Ilya. Plonks him up on the top rope. 
Get your chest gone, dickhead. It's so good. And they just, he just, he just batter the crap out of each other. And amazingly, he doesn't really get busted open again. Obviously, he had that big cut on his head, Dragonov. Yeah. But because you can see it all the time, like a Harry Potter scar, it's sort of adds to it as well. Because you're like, uh oh, <laughs> he could die any minute. It's just, it, for, a, for a match where you look at the two men and you go, well, that's impossible that he can beat Walter, especially what he's done yeah. to him before. There's, you don't at the end go, don't really buy that. It is a war of attrition yet again, and it it merits Meltzer breaking that scale for me. Just yeah, <clears throat> Ilya's one of those guys that just has that like ridiculous fire that like at some point in the match you'll snap and you're like, oh, oh god, here we go. Like like he makes you believe again, and it's mm. like yeah, it's, that talent is very high. Do you think this is the sign of things to come for Walter? Do you think he's going to move on anywhere or get Joe versus Walter? Uh, uh. Doesn't look like it. it. Looks like we're getting maybe Pete Dunn versus Walter, but yeah. oh, Joe versus Walter down the line. I mean, yeah, maybe you want to take Walter away to bring him back or say, please, please come to America more often. I don't. Although know. he's been open before that he wasn't a huge fan mm-hmm. of moving to America, is he? So, but hey, Pete Dunn doing great stuff. Obviously, I think that would be a great match. Pete Dunn. Now you've taken it off Karen Cross. There's so many more options. Kaylee Ray, yeah. of course, now in NXT. She walked out post. Uh, Kai Gonzalez and, and looked like she was challenging uh, Gonzalez and they put her over wonderfully on NXT as well with video yeah. factors and Raquel Gonzalez talking about her NXT UK championship reign and yeah a uh, an all WCPW affair in uh, in Walter Dragunov I know yeah Dragunov didn't actually appear for us but we put him on a video he was going to yeah, he was booked he was ready and then, that still yeah. counts that still counts <laughs> not anyway, our fault <laughs> <laughs> let us know uh, your thoughts on everything we have discussed uh, your thoughts on SummerSlam, CM Punk, and all the other stuff. Gangrel mainly uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Culture WWE. You can follow him at Phil My Chambers. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. But enough of all that. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by SDG29. If you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and uh, leave us a review on there, just like SDG29, who writes, this used to be a one-star review where I criticised the Dadley Boys for being too negative. But after the last 18 months of WWE, I was wrong and they were right. <laughs> Waiting for them to <laughs> young boy applicants. So, hey, <laughs> takes a big man to admit that they're wrong. So congratulations it does. on that one. And it takes 18 months of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> it takes one and a half years to go. Oh, no, scrap this. Yeah, yeah fair I enough. get it now. <laughs> we, we all eventually come around to the Dudley Boys way of thinking, basically. So, <laughs> Phil, I thought as everyone else are bloody part-timers. I thought, yeah. what can I do here to, 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 to ensure everyone gets a very entertaining hashtag bloody good quiz? So all I've done is I've written you 10 questions, right? Okay. Three options for each to make it a little bit easier because, you know, all about <clears throat> wrestling fills. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, multiple choice. I mean, you don't have to shout out your name away from his computer, just me and you, mate. I mean, obviously, the first half of this is probably going to be about, about the fill you're thinking of right now. Yeah, that's the biggest fill in wrestling. Which was, you know, originally me. my plan. <laughs> it's about me. <laughs> originally my plan. And then I thought, I'll do a, I'll do a wrestling fills because that'd be fun. And quickly found out, Really isn't a lot of wrestlers called Phil. (laughs) I was thinking that when you said it. It's not a huge amount. (laughs) His real name is Phil either. So, well, we'll we'll see how it goes anyway. Are you ready, Phil Chambers? Yes, very much so. Question number one. Okay. How old is wrestler Phil Brooks? Ooh. Better known as CM Punk. Is he? Of course. 42? 44 or 46? I had 42 in my head before you said the question, so I'll go with 42. Is the correct answer. We're off to a good start. Bills. Uh, His birthday's actually in October, so we can have another bloody age celebration. 
Point <laughs> two. That's that's he's got bags of time. Look at this. He does. We're doing uh for retro ups and downs. We do the Royal Rumble from 2014. So I've just literally just finished watching Punk's very last appearance in WWE ring. Uh getting eliminated from the rumble by Kane and then getting thrown through a table. And he just did not look happy through any of this match. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. <laughs> and also the birth of Bautista and Roman Reigns winning it and, Ro- and Rey Mysterio, of all people, getting oh. booed out of the building because he's not Daniel Bryan. It's incredible oh. how wrong the end of this show goes. It's, <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. So bad. Uh, well, let's, I'll, I'll jump to that question. I was going to be later on, but I'm jumped to that one now. When Phil Brooks wrestles at All Out, how many days will it have been Ooh. since the 2014 Royal Rumble? Is it 2,553 days, 2,667 days, or 2,779 days? Bloody hell. Uh, what were the what were the options again? Two five five three, two six six seven, or two seven seven nine. Trying to do maths in my head and it's not working. <laughs> uh, I'll go with two seven seven nine. Two Let's for see. two, Phil Chambers. Hey! <laughs> Incredible. 2,779 days when he steps back between those ropes next Sunday. A long time to have not done something as physically intense and <laughs> difficult as wrestling is. <laughs> or, let's be honest, as with the length of AW pay-per-views, maybe it'll be 2,780 days. <laughs> Get on with it! <laughs> uh, right, question three. Which of these is not a tattoo that Phil Brooks has? Hey. No Pepsi references here, Phil. Okay. Obviously, I was going to assume. I want the one he's not got. Four Leaf Clover, Rocket Ship, Lucky Coin. Ooh. Ooh. They all sound like something he'd have. Yes. (laughs) I found this on an old CM Punk quiz of his, by the way, that I wrote a few years ago. So if he subsequently had this tattoo... (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. okay i'm gonna go with either a folly clover or a lucky coin i feel like he'd just have a rocket ship there somewhere and the other two are too close to each other i'm gonna go uh four leaf clover he has got a four leaf Ah, is it a coin He's not got a lucky coin. There it is. Damn it. I'm just I'm just reading about his uh, 52 tattoos here. I'm going to double check lucky coin is not on here. <laughs> got a spider web with his lucky number on, lucky number 13. Yeah. He's also got lucky losers on there. Yeah. But no, yeah, no, thank goodness. There <laughs> But no, he didn't uh, do your quiz and go, Oh, lucky coin, that's a good idea. I might get one of them. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> quizzes for me for a few years ago are dangerous <laughs> at best. Uh, okay, question four At which WrestleMania did Phil Brooks first wrestle at? We all remember, right, he was riding on John Cena's mobsters. But which WrestleMania did he first wrestle at? Was it WrestleMania 22, 23, or 24? Trying to think which one was the John Cena one now, but I'm so bad at numbers of WrestleManias. I am going to go with 24. He did wrestle at 24, but he also uh, wrestled at 23. WrestleMania 23. I think, I think, don't quote me on this, 22 might have been the gangster entry. Yeah, I couldn't remember whether it was 22 or 23. I think it was 23 then, the one where he drove a car through some glass. When I'm yeah, talking it must about... have been in Detroit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but yeah, it was 23. He was in the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match in uh, at WrestleMania 23. Of course. Uh, something that's been on your mind a lot recently. The first season of NXT, Phil Chambers. Final hey. question about Phil Brooks. Who did he mentor in that first season? Was it <laughs> Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, or Darren Young? Glad you said Darren Young because I had him in my head. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure it's, is it? Da- yeah, it's Darren Young. It is Darren Young. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say him before you said the options, and I was like, ah, oh, I'd feel really dumb if I don't wait for the options <laughs> when I don't have anyone to beat. <laughs> it would have been so much more funny if it was Skip Sheffield, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> that would have been absolutely incredible. The Ryback and CM Punk together forever. <laughs> okay, right. Yep, That's yep, you- what I do. That's... Um... That's all your questions about Phil Brooks now. You've got five questions. Hey, so now you've got to find five five other wrestling fills, or is this about one other wrestling fill that you found? Um, uh, you, you'll see uh, how <laughs> I've traveled around on. You know, for those unaware, I may have messaged Phil earlier saying, I need to delay the start recording of this podcast. <laughs> this, this is why, Phil. Uh, this okay. is very much idea before execution. Oh, isn't it? Like, oh, this is a great idea. Oh, wait. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> okay, question six. <laughs> Phil, you know uh, famous UK wrestler Phil Powers? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's about the question about him. So if you, you know him, so, you know, uh, I'm just going to Phil... Powers, media. <laughs> you know, Phil Powers, professional wrestler, um, you know, born 27th September 1978, birthday next month, of course, 5 <laughs> 10, trained by Johnny Kidd, debuted in 1993. You know him. Well, no, yeah. what, what is his nickname? Is it Ooh. Fabulous Phil Powers? Is it nice. Flying Phil Powers? Or is it Fatal Phil Powers? Ooh, I like the sound of Fatal Phil. <laughs> I'm going to go with Fatal Phil. Why not? It's a really good nickname. But it's not <laughs> it's not. Is it Fabulous' nickname? He is, of course, as you well know, Flying Phil Powers. Of course. Did he wrestle all those UK shows that just rip off American wrestlers? And he was really trying to be Flying Brian Perlman. Uh, but he was also wrestling fake Undertaker. <laughs> For legal reasons, I can't possibly comment on that. Uh, <laughs> next question. Okay. That was the first wrestling show I ever went to was fake Undertaker versus fake Kane in a steel cage match. And it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For some reason, it ended with a chuck slam through a table. <laughs> Right, question seven. You're you're 50-50 so far on the Phil quiz. Okay. Okay. Now, Jackson Riker. (laughs) (laughs) Phil, as you well know, Jackson Riker's real name is... Chad Lale. That's his name, of course. (laughs) But, where there's a will, where there's a Phil, there's a way. Okay. Okay, here we go. What wrestling promotion did Jackson Riker work for as Phil Shatter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it's it, question seven. <laughs> is it? Honestly, my Google searches. Wrestlers with Phil in their name. Wrestlers called <laughs> Phil. <laughs> wrestlers. Uh, did he work for the NWA? MLW or TNA? Jackson Riker as Phil Shatter. Phil Shatter sounds like an NWA name. Don't know why, but I'm going to go with NWA. You know your stuff when it comes to Phil Chambers. Yes, he worked for, I assume, an offshoot of the original NWA. NWA Anarchy in 2005. Uh, And he won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Wow. There you go. Which is currently held by Chris Masters. So there you go. Nice. Who once had a ring named Concrete. What's going on here? Sorry, I've got distracted. Chris Masters. <laughs> right. So we have three questions left. You've already got four right, Phil. This is very impressive. Excellent. 
Next question. You know, <laughs> you know Phil Lafon, Phil Chambers. You remember Phil Lafon? Oh yeah, I totally remember Phil Lafon. He was in good team, friends. He was uh, in Team Canada uh, versus Team USA at Survivor Series 1997. Of course, he was. You remember Phil Lafon? <laughs> Uh, right, they faced Team USA <laughs> at Survivor Series 1997, as I said. But yep. Phil, who eliminated Phil Lafon from Survivor Series 1997? Which I think was also, yeah, that was when. Oh no, no, I think I was about to say was that when uh, Rocky debuted? That was the year before, of course. Uh, right, who eliminated him from Team Canada versus Team USA? Phil Lafon also actually wrestled at Survivor Series 1996, of course. Uh, you will remember he was taking part in the. <laughs> Four and four Survivor Series match alongside the Pig and Hog lads and Doug Furness against British Bulldog, Leaf Cassidy, Martin Martin Jane, Owen Hart. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Survivor Series 1997, uh, of course, Team USA, Team Canada. So who eliminated him? (laughs) What's it? it? Gold Dust, Mark Marrow, or Vader? Oof. Well, harking back to my extensive knowledge of the Survivor Series 1997. Just picture Phil Lafon flat on his back. Who's pinning him? I'm going to go with Mark Mero. It's not Mark Mero. Is it not Vader? It is Vader. It is Vader. Ah, I thought they just wouldn't have given it to Vader because they never really liked Vader. (laughs) He was, uh, yeah, he was eliminated. And then Vader immediately got eliminated by the British Bulldog. Ah, there it is. Yeah, literally, sorry, I just realised, 11 seconds later, he got eliminated. There it is, that's, that's where my Vader instincts kicked in. Sorry, what's this? Hang on, let me just all check this. Two members of, of Team USA both got eliminated by count out. Fantastic booking. <laughs> then again, this was a show with how many elimination matches? One, two, three, four. Yeah, oh, yeah, they loved them back then. They loved them. Jesus Christ. Oh, Phil Lafon was there for when Stone Cold Steve Austin beat Owen Hart as well. Nice. Busy night night for Phil. Right, okay, two questions left. Uh, Four correct answers so far. We're looking to get you 50-50 here on the Phil quiz. I think you might have a chance with this one. Okay. How many views does King Ross slamming Hobo Joe, (laughs) played by Phil Chambers, through a table have on YouTube? Incredible. I have absolutely no idea. They're all good options, this. Is it 126,000 views? Is it 137,000 views? Or is it 142,000 views? Ooh, how big of a draw am I? Or, you know, probably not me at all. But King Ross. I don't know. I'm going to go... Go on. Let's go big or go home. One, four, two. Yes! Believe it! Yeah, yeah, baby! can come true, kids. A hundred and... What a day that was. Thousand views. Talk me through it. How was that? <laughs> well, how, how was that for Hobo Joe? Sorry, not to, to pull back the curtain too much. Uh, painful. It was a very strange day. It came after we did that 24-hour uh, charity live stream thing. And we were at like... I think we were at like 18 and a half thousand um pounds in donations and there was like an hour left or something like that so we were just kind of bantering on the stream and i was like whatever if you if we make it to twenty thousand, like fine you can like put me through a table like yeah let's do it and then all of a sudden everybody started donating and <laughs> it got up to like twenty four thousand pounds i think we made in the end and i was like god damn it you bastards uh, and so the next week we had tables lying around um from wcpw obviously like you do in a in an office these days have wrestling tables lying around all over the place so we dragged it out to a park somewhere near the office <laughs> yeah it's uh, around, the back, it's around the back of the old offices yeah so it's in like this weird sort of abandoned park area that's like just a like weird bit of a land that's completely abandoned uh and did it there and i think it was was it hamford and sidgwick's first ever on camera appearance as well as yeah, the hoisting, I think Hamlet and Jules hoist yep. me onto Ross's shoulders or something, uh, and then like did the whole hoo and threw it. I went. I've got to give credit. It's, it looks great. It did work time. quite well. Go and watch it. Not only to bump the views up, obviously. And oh, of course. That's always nice. 
but also <laughs> to see, I assume he wasn't on camera that much then because obviously he was busy doing other stuff. A sort of indifferent Adam Cleary in the background. Yeah, I think that was one of his first ones as well, because I think he'd done magazine adverts, and I think that's all he'd actually done on the channel, because obviously it was a big part of the magazines. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's an interesting little flashback to a, to a time there. I liked it. It was good fun. The only thing I can compare that to is when me and you did that thing where you gimmick hit me with a pool cue. <laughs> that was me for the rest of the week. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm in real pain here, lads. I mean, real, real. Like one bump. That's it. Done. I'm very limited in my output, but maybe one day. I wonder can... what happened to that table. We should have kept that table as a as a memento in oh, the office somewhere. They cleaned. No it. idea what Got happened. Rid of it. It. It's a bit <laughs> What's this? What culture at it again? Bloody hell! <laughs> right. Final question. Is this question just name a wrestler called Phil who hasn't been on this list? It's not. I did say, I think I tried to, to mention this. I may have accidentally got myself here. I never actually said I was talking just about people, did I? <laughs> so, final question. What was the last WWE pay-per-view to take place in Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling oh, film. It's a wrestling film in by the book. Hey, it's big wrestling town. It's Phil. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I you couldn't. Four wrestling fills. One of them was me. <laughs> it's you, punk, obviously. Obviously. Phil Lafon. Hang on. Jackson. You happen to actually look up the guy's name. <laughs> Jackson Riker's alternative name. I'm flying Phil Powers. <laughs> <laughs> So the thing is, someone's going to tweet me now and say, you've missed out this one. And it's going to be like, Randy Orton's real name is Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you really obvious. I bet loads of people are going to tweet about wrestling Phil's. There's got to be yeah. some more. There's got to be more wrestling Phil's. If not, right. why? Someone <laughs> aspiring wrestler right now, change your name to Phil, please. Even right. when I was a wrestler, my name wasn't Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh Final question then. What was the last WWE pay-per-view to take place in Philadelphia? Was it okay. Elimination Chamber, Clash of Champions, or Extreme Rules? Ooh. I think you've put Extreme Rules in there as a curveball, thinking, ooh, Extreme Philadelphia. So I'm going to go with the Elimination Chamber and probably be wrong. <laughs> the last... WWE pay-per-view to take place in Philadelphia. If you get this right, you're going better than 50-50 on wrestling film. Hey. If you get it wrong, you're still going 50-50, so it's fine. <laughs> the last WWE pay-per-view to take place in Philadelphia was... Elimination Chamber! Hey, we did it! The world got turned upside, sodding down. Me and Paul oh. Chambers going, oh, there's Shayna Baszler with the whole thing! Maybe she's going to beat Becky Lynch! WrestleMania. Wrestling's good. <laughs> what a great time we live in. What could possibly go wrong now? <laughs> Here comes WrestleMania. And we booked flights, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, congratulations, Phil. Quite right. Thank you very you much. Your way around a few wrestling fills. <laughs> Apologies for, for wasting your time on a Friday with all this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good i can't think of a better way to end my week although it's oh. not ending i'm working tomorrow what am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> yes join phil tomorrow for all the fallout from all of the wrestling which now apparently happens on a friday night <laughs> i'm the only one in the office to work on a saturday <laughs> uh right let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed and wrestling fills that I've forgotten on Twitter at what <laughs> WWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Phil Chambers at... At Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Adam Wilborn at... Adam Wilborn follows all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, particularly if you like people called Phil... <laughs> Because me and Sidgwick tomorrow are going to book some dream matches for Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, in AEW. 
Right, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to. Hey, I tell Bill. you what. Tell you what, next week we should get either Nicholas or Cleary on, and I'll write a quiz about Adams. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I'll have sound effects hopefully by then. <laughs> oh, what a dream! Yes, please. Uh, right, yes. Let us know how you got on, as I said. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Phil Chambers. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Wrestling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.